podcaster. I hardly know her. Am I right? Oh, hi. My name is Megan. I'm a busy mom of four young kids, a comedian, an improv trainer, and an award-winning author. This podcast is essentially the vessel I use to verbally process all types of topics and experiences. I love sharing stories, ideas, and considering new alternatives to things I have yet to learn and apply to my own life. All of this in effort to help create happier, healthier human connections through humor. Welcome to the I Hardly Know Her podcast. Oh, yes. Okay, guys, this episode, I love, I love it. I love how I just like open up my mouth and just let it flappity dap dap dap. Um, I have not done any episodes for a little while, as you regular listeners are aware, because I have been undergoing a bit of an overhaul of things in my life, including the return to my maiden name, which I'm so excited about. So that's essentially what this episode is about. It's a bit of a reintroduction to myself and a bit of the process um, that I went through in coming to not only the very blatant awareness that I needed to change my name back, uh, but of course there's some challenging, heart-wrenching elements um, with changing your name too. So this is just me getting reacquainted with myself. I'm really excited about how this feels and what will be able to unfold um, in an unrestricted, unfiltered, very entertaining and dramatic way um, in my future episodes, because there's a lot I have actually put off, um, because I just didn't feel like the timing was right. So this is just a fun, fresh way to get back to who I feel like I am inside, and I'm on the cusp of age 40, and I feel so happy and alive and thrilled about life. So thank you to all of you out there listening. I hope you enjoy this episode and you're freaking awesome. Zuba Okay. This is a short and sweet episode just filled with excitement and positivity of going back to my maiden name. I'm on the approach here in a few days to my 40th birthday. And just a few months ago, I was sitting in a little meditative space in my bedroom one night and um, just had created a real cozy space. I was doing some yoga, turned on some nice tunes and was like letting my soul groove for the evening. And I had my journal there with me and I had no specific intentions um, of like what exactly I was looking for that night. I just wanted to clear my mind and be open to whatever thing might pop up. And, um, it just in the whole idea of, um, where, where am I going next? As we're coming out of this like crazy Corona time of not having gigs the way that I used to not being able to interact with the team building events and doing the keynotes and all the different things I'm really missing. Um, a lot of what has been part of my life and my career goals. And it's also been a very interesting and helpful pause in life to really go, okay, let's strip everything down just to the bare bones. And then now as things start coming back um, into whatever the new normal is, 
it will be more like a hand selection of the things that are the most important. Um, and to be really cautious about what we let into like our space and our experience. And anyway, so I, I've just really been pondering a lot about what does that mean for me? Where is my um, direction with all of the things I've done over the years in relation to improv, different workshops and experiences that I've tried, all these different formats and um, and different types of programs and different types of shows that I've done and the things that like having emceed tons of events and all these different things and just remembering and reflecting like which are the ones that make me so excited and I'm just like yes and which ones are like no they make me feel like crap they're hard work they don't pay well like just really cataloging all of these things and trusting that I am about to move forward and piece together all of these uh, these um, learning experiences to be very intentional going into the future. So I'm sitting there this one night and um, it comes very crystal clear in my mind. I am Megan McCaleb. I am Megan McCaleb. And I felt so giddy. I was sitting as I was sitting there crisscross applesauce in front of my mirror. I opened up my eyes while I was in like my, my little zone out mode. And I was just like so excited. I was staring at myself um, my eyes were feeling those hot twinges of, of tears of joy kind of welling up. And I repeated out loud a couple of times, I am Megan McCaleb. I am Megan McCaleb. And then I paused and then I just mouthed the words and I watched my mouth. I watched my own face as I was saying it. And then I was saying my name, my married name. And I repeated that a few times and I watched my mouth and I was just feeling it and trying to decide like, oh my gosh, is this really what I'm going to do? Because that's such a huge commitment of changing um, my name. It's been my name for 20 years. I got married when I was barely 20. So half of my life and all essentially all of my adult life, all of my career connections, every stage I've ever stepped on, every... um, every big milestone um, in my adult life was with this married name that I really liked that name. I felt like um, like when I got divorced uh, three and a half years ago, it didn't even cross my mind that I would change my name because it's the name my children have. And it would be just a shitload of paperwork to change everything and possibly costly and certainly... Um, just a tedious time, time suck. And I just felt with such certainty because I loved who I was as Megan McCaleb. I was, I mean, I didn't have a perfect childhood or youth or whatever, but there was so much, um, steadiness that I felt in myself that I liked who I was and I liked how I looked. I loved my long silky blonde hair. I loved, um, that I just, I fit in, in a lot of different ways, even though I didn't like feel like I fit in. Wait, how do I explain this? I didn't, I wasn't in like any one sort of friend group. I had a couple of really close friends. I may have talked about this on another episode. I'm sorry, guys, if I ever am repeating stuff, but I never had like these certain, like I had my core friends and then I, I got along with every other group. I always had fun because I was in all different types of things. I was signed up for all different types of clubs student council, music. I was in, you know, choir and 
um, orchestra at one point in time when I was in junior high and elementary. And um, I did athletics to a degree and all these different things. And so I always just felt, I mean, looking back now, I understand I felt so um, comfortable with who I was and I didn't want to change who I was. I liked that I was a little goofy. I appreciated and I recognized that other people seemed to feel good around me. And I wanted to do that for the rest of my life. And that still is the truth when in my, um, you know, even in present day, I have like a, a handful of core uh, confidant friends, people, you know, that are in that really tight core. And then I have lots of other friends and acquaintances who are from all different types, all different religions, all different backgrounds. And it's such a fun way to live. Um, and I think that somewhere deeply rooted, even before I really understood it, I was very fortunate to feel comfortable in being silly, in singing all the time and whistling and making stupid jokes and, um, and really trying to be a good listener for people. And so it felt so obvious when I just was like, oh my gosh, I need to go back to my maiden name. Um, and, and letting go with this like white knuckle grip I've had on trying to do something good with that name, because there was a lot of really difficult times I went through in my marriage and I was never perfect in it. I was, consistently putting in effort and apologizing it when I needed to and taking absolute responsibility for the things that I did that were not ideal over the years and also being very willing and loyal in so many ways that I wanted to I wanted that relationship to work and um and I had this huge family on the married side and so coming to the decision of having a divorce was really difficult because when I did hit hard times with my marriage, one of the biggest crutches I leaned on was that he had a really great family and I loved them and I thought that they also loved me and I think that they probably did or do. Um, it was just very heartbreaking that um, when it came time to get divorced, you know, my, I, I know on my side, my family was like, they were mad at, um, a lot of things in the way I had been treated. And I reminded them on more than one occasion, you know, they're very kind in general. My family is so awesome and supportive and like the most non-judgmental group of humans that I've ever known. And I'm grateful for that. And as much as they wanted to be mean, they just never would be mean. And occasionally, you know, it would come up a little bit that I was like, well, if and when we run into my ex, like we were, we're all going to be nice. We like, we would keep this relationship as healthy as possible because there's children involved and he's probably doing the best he can with what he knows how up to this point. And, um, and I spoke very positively, even through the pain and, from everything I understand, that uh, was not the case on the other side. And so having been unfriended by some of the, that family and be um, cut off and, and some never to even speak to them again. And the frustrating part about that was that I did feel this sense of loyalty to that family. I was part of that family. And under the circumstances, which I'm not going to talk about in this episode, 
there were some really, 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 really shitty things that I went through. And the, and they essentially just were like, meh, we're going to choose in our Mormon ways to just let God work it out and, and still be supportive and whatever, which I get that you still need to be loving and supportive to your family. There's also um, an unfortunate lack of accountability and conversations that I think would be important when somebody is mistreating other human beings. You don't just get to sweep that shit under the rug. So anyway, um, realizing though that I was being loyal essentially to a giant group of people who um, didn't have any sense of returning that necessarily to me um, was really painful. Um, And uh, the ones that are still, whatever I still get to be in touch with through the miracles of social media, it's so nice um, having been around little, the little ones their whole life from baby to current, you know, they were little babies when I started in that family and many that were born along the way. And, um, so it is nice to still be able to interact with them and still feel like I get to be aunt Megan. Um, but it became such a relief when I was like, Oh, I don't have to do this anymore. I don't have to carry that name to be tethered in any way to, someone who I think hated me (laughs) I don't think (laughs) I don't think he even liked me there I don't know I think he liked the image that we carried when we looked like this great little Mormon couple and we would wear matching sneakers and matching color schemes to church and whatever and we looked like just the fucking cutest couple on Sunday, and it was not that way under my own roof, so just this freedom that my soul felt when I'm like, yes, I get to return to what's always been there, and then I get to be just the person I am, the person I'm supposed to be without having any type of, um, uh, any type of even subconscious restriction based off of um, a connection to a name that no longer serves me. Um, and the kids are cool with it. I talked to them before I made the official switch. And even my, my, especially my 13 year old was like, well, it seems pretty normal for a divorced person to change their name. And I'm like, yeah, it, it really does. And, um, I used to feel like that kind of seemed extreme for women to change that when like so much of our lives is like, you know, built on the name that we have. And it's so much work to physically go through that change. And then to finally go, wait a minute, it is, it is much more than that. It is this important, um, identifier of who I am. And so it's been so fun to change my name on everything, to sign my name the way that it's supposed to be, to just feel like I am back. Everything that I went through over the past 20 years, which I will say there was a massive amount of positive things in my life. I feel very blessed and lucky for experiences I've had and um, people who have been such a good influence in my world and people who have been supportive and caring and, um, and 
yeah, just there's so, so many good things in my life along the way. Um, and this return, especially right before my 40th birthday is like party for my soul. And it's, it's just great. It just feels like, yeah, just finishing dust off, dusting off the, the remnants of the things that felt bad and sad to me, um, with having that association, um, attached to me. So anyway, that's it. That's what's all, that's all I wanted to talk about today is just how vital it is to have, um, a true sense of self and whatever that looks like for us as individuals. It can be like, we have the power to change when we need to. And I think that that is freaking awesome. Um, cause I did my very best and I will continue to do my very best in life. But I, as, um, with my married name, I really wanted to do amazing things with that name and have it be, something that was, um, associated with goodness and positivity and laughter and, um, and honesty and rawness and all the things I wanted it to always be something that I could be very proud of. And I am everything that I've done up to this point is stuff that is so important to me and profound, um, in helping form the best version of myself that I am so far today. So welcome back to myself. It's good to be home. All right, that's it. Thank you guys for listening. I hope that you are constantly seeking information and experiences to step into the better, more peaceful and excited version of yourself. Sometimes the way to get there is really, really difficult and it's so worth it. Ah, Yes. Thank you for listening to the I Hardly Know Her podcast. If you'd like to stay connected to me in other ways, you can find me on most social media platforms at Megan or at my website, meganmccaleb.com. And remember, you don't have to be a big deal to do big things.